Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, October 31st, and this is your FT News Briefing. The U.S. Department of Justice has struck a deal with the financier at the center of the 1MDB scandal. Apple's wearables drive revenue in the latest quarter as iPhone sales sag, and members of the U.S. Congress call on Boeing Chief Executive Dennis Mullenberg to resign. Plus, the Federal Reserve cut interest rates for the third time this year. The FT's Jennifer Ablon explains what the central bank had to say about the health of the U.S. economy. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. There's a new development in a multi-billion dollar corruption scandal. On Wednesday, the U.S. Department of Justice filed a settlement in California with Joe Lowe. Mr. Lowe is the Malaysian financier at the center of the 1MDB scandal. It's a scandal that dates back to 2009. That's when, according to U.S. prosecutors, billions of dollars began to be embezzled from Malaysia's government investment fund known as 1MDB. The U.S. has indicted Mr. Lowe along with two Goldman Sachs bankers. Meanwhile, Malaysia has brought criminal charges against 17 current and former Goldman executives as well as the bank itself. Goldman underwrote a series of bonds in 2012 and 2013 that raised $6.5 billion for the fund. It's suspected that a lot of that has been stolen as part of a scheme that Mr. Lowe allegedly masterminded. Mr. Lowe still faces criminal prosecution for his alleged role and remains at large. The settlement means Mr. Lowe will give up any claims to $700 million of assets targeted in lawsuits brought by the DOJ as it sought to recover the cash allegedly stolen from 1MDB. A spokesperson for Mr. Lowe said, quote, The agreement does not constitute an admission of guilt, liability, or any form of wrongdoing by me or the asset owners. The deal includes the release of $15 million to pay Mr. Lowe's attorneys. It turns out Apple might be able to thrive even with iPhone and Mac sales dragging. The key is in its accessories. Apple reported $64 billion in revenue for the three months to September 30th. That's slightly up from the same period last year. Chief Executive Tim Cook called the period groundbreaking. The growth was led by Apple's wearable business, which includes watches, headphones, and other accessories. But the iPhone was a different story. Sales were down 9% in the past quarter. Yet Apple's upbeat forecast for the holiday quarter suggests it's optimistic for how its refreshed lineup of phones will do. Shares in Apple rose as much as 3% in after-hours trading. On Wednesday, Boeing Chief Executive Dennis Mullenberg sat before the U.S. House of Representatives Transportation Committee just a day after he was grilled by the Senate. The FT's Kieran Stacey was there for the hearing and explains what new evidence revealed about how Boeing handled pilot training for the 737 MAX jet. I think the really damaging stuff came out of some of the documents that Boeing had turned over to the House investigation in particular. These documents show the lengths to which Boeing was going to make sure that pilots wouldn't have to do any extra training on the MAX jet and particularly wouldn't have to grapple with the anti-stall MCAS system, which was the system that seems to have failed on both occasions during these accidents. Boeing was absolutely desperate to make sure training was kept to a minimum for pilots for the very specific reason that the more training there was, the longer it would take to get the planes up in the air and the more it would cost Boeing and its customers. So by no means did the House go easy on Mr. Mullenberg. Uh, What exactly happened in the hearing? So alongside various revelations about exactly what internal 
discussions have been held during the certification process for the 737 MAX. We also had a lot of members of the House Transport Committee pick up Mr. Mullenberg on his own position and on his pay. So we had Steve Cohen, for example, repeatedly ask him if he felt that he deserved any pay at all this year, given the problems at the company. And we had several others demand to know whether he had thought of tendering his resignation. Well, Mr. Mullenberg said no, he hadn't thought of tendering his resignation. No, he didn't intend to tender his resignation. But when you start getting questions like that in Congress, it only increases the pressure on the chief executive. And here's a closer look at one of the day's big stories. Jay Powell has done it again. On Wednesday, the Federal Reserve Chair announced a quarter-point cut to U.S. interest rates. It was the central bank's third-rate cut of this year. Investors had been expecting this move and were more interested in what Mr. Powell had to say about future rate cuts. The FT's U.S. markets editor, Jennifer Ablon, joined me to break down the Fed's statement. He kind of gave the markets a bit of a Goldilocks type of statement and stance. Not too hot, not too cold. No rate cuts because we don't think that we're falling into a really severe economic slowdown. And not too hot. We're not seeing inflationary pressures. We're not seeing inflation rise above 2%, so no rate hike. So you got that really nice happy medium where Powell delivered what the markets wanted to hear, and that is we're going to really watch the economic data, the trade uncertainties, the Brexit uncertainties, and see how things unravel. So so Jennifer, what did Mr. Powell have to say about the Fed's outlook for the economy? Powell stated that the consumer is driving economic growth. Personal consumption expenditures were almost 3% in this first reading for the quarter. So overall, we see the economy as having been resilient to the, the, you know, the winds that have been blowing this year. He did acknowledge the GDP numbers. He made mention about business investment weakness. We did see business investment at a negative 3% print in the third quarter, which is the second straight quarter of contraction. But when you look at what he had said during his press conference on Wednesday, he seemed a bit positive. He said that we're actually on a positive trajectory when it comes to business investment. And it goes back to the fact that low interest rates could be working their way in the economy. And of course, we all know that rate cuts work in lags, six to 12 months. So right now, they are in a wait and see mode and feeling really good about where the economic picture looks like. What else did you glean from this statement? Uh, You also saw a lot of traders and investors chattering about that Powell came out and said that inflation has to rise significantly before it even considers raising interest rates. So Wall Street loved that. The markets were up about 100 points at close. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.